This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hey, this is Jim Florentine, and you're listening to Cobras and Fire and Rock's Not Dead. It's hiding, and you found it. I don't know where it was hiding, but I guess you got it. I didn't masturbate till I was 21 years old. It was the first time I did it. And I just used this one white sock to clean up with, right? Yeah, and I remember my mom was cleaning my room one time. She's like, why is there a cast on the ground? I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I-, I broke my wrist skateboard last week. Remember I told you? And then when she threw it in the dryer, made that noise when you throw a sneaker in the dryer. It was like, boom, 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 boom. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast. Featuring special guest, comedian, author, actor, and former host of that metal show, Jim Florentine. I'd like to welcome to the program comedian, actor, author, TV personality, and one of the three best-looking men who have hosted that metal show, Jim Florentine. Jim, uh, how's that for an introduction? Yeah, I like it. That works. That's right off your bio page, I think. Yeah, probably. When you were on with Mark Marin, you talked a little bit about your Catholic school upbringing. Um, the, being raised in a, you went to a Catholic school, that had to almost give you like a, a lot of like a lifetime supply of comedy, yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you know, yeah, I didn't want to be in Catholic school, and you always rebel and stuff like that, and you know, just you know, because they always, you know, that the old school mentality was like you get a better education in a Catholic school, and I, you know, I don't know how that, you know, why? Because they always thought like the bad kids go to the public school, and the good kids go to the Catholic school. Meanwhile, you know, the Catholic we were way worse than the public school kids. <laughs> we didn't want to be there. None of us, most of us didn't want to be there. Yeah, it was boring. You know, I wanted to be, you know, I, you know, cause, cause your friends, you know, public school, you know, is basically like all the kids in your neighborhood. Catholic school could be people from all over and you got to get bussed there or driven there. So, you know, you want to go to school with your friends. Where nuns were actually whacking you with rulers and stuff. Oh yeah. We get hit by smack in the face by the nuns and the priests and stuff like that. They pull your hair, all of that stuff. Yeah. Smack in the face mm. constantly. And how did your taste in music mesh with Catholic school? <laughs> um, I really wasn't, you know, yeah. I mean, in high school is when I really started getting into, you know, more to metal and stuff like that. No one understood it. You know what I mean? They didn't get it at all. And I just kind of kept, you know, I just had Ozzy written all of my books and, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest on my notebooks, and everyone just looked at me like I was a weirdo. Okay, well, I, I know that feeling. Yeah, you, you obviously you pursued comedy, but if you were that into music, did you ever do you play music at all? Or I tried, but I just didn't have the talent for it. I really wanted to. All my friends were in bands, and I'd go watch them practice. And I, you know, I was a lefty, so nobody could teach me guitar. <laughs> everyone was righty. And then you know, I just didn't have I just didn't have the ear for music. Yeah, you're very passionate about it, obviously. But no, I always liked it, man. It was always great. I, you know, you know, 
going to shows since I was a kid and just, you know, always, you know, have music on in the background and stuff like that. I just couldn't play it, you know. Some people are just fans of it. Is it, um, I, I was doing some research. I, is it true that at one point the on the Billboard charts, the Backstreet Boys were number one and uh, terrorizing telemarketers was number two? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, on, on Amazon. No, was it? Was it? Oh, yeah, it was on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it wasn't Billboard, but it was on That's Amazon. That's still yeah. something. Yeah, and that was when the Backstreet Boys were really popular too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I was at, I got stuck at too. Like at my website crashed, so nobody could order. You know, get <laughs> get the link to the CD, so they you know we're probably would have went to number one. Uh, well, so it wasn't something that wasn't expected, like a. Yeah, well, Howard Stern started playing my my uh, like these telemarketer tracks on my CD <laughs> on the air, and he goes, "Yeah, go to JimFlorentine.com to get it." And everyone was going there to crash my website. This was back in like 2001 when you know you didn't have that much bandwidth and you had to pay extra. And I'm like, "How much? How much bandwidth do I need? Nobody's coming here." <laughs> how many of those did you guys end up doing? Uh, six. And Don uh, Jameson, uh, your co-host on that metal show, he did a, those with you, at least a couple of them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was involved in all of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, yeah, we did a bunch of them together. It was fun. You guys, you guys had a, a, a Meet the Creeps was the thing it was called, but it never came to fruition. Did, could, did, is there anything you can tell me about that, or is it something that came out on a DVD and I just missed it? Yeah, it was an in-camera series called Meet the Crease. We had a, we did um, we did a pilot for Comedy Central, but they didn't, they didn't pick it up of uh, that the hidden camera stuff. But before we did that, they had a Comedy Central was trying to do like a a broadband channel on the internet to just do all like programming for the internet, and we we did a few seasons on there, and then they wanted to be on the regular channel, but it just didn't work out. They didn't, they didn't, you know. It didn't get picked up, so we released what, like three volumes on our own that we did, just all hidden camera pranks. This was back in like mid two thousand five and stuff. Yeah, they're all available on iTunes and Amazon and stuff like that, where people can get them. Okay, it's like an hour and a half of just you know, us messing around with a hidden camera, bothering people. Like, what kind of stuff would you do? We got a, um, a Chinese all-you-can-eat buffet and pull our chairs right up to the buffet <laughs> and start eating from there. Uh. You know, fun stuff. I talked to Don, I don't know, about a year ago, but uh, I'll ask you a similar question. You, like him, have also opened for bands. That's a different audience than a comedy crowd. Uh, do, you, do you have to change stuff up at all? or? Yeah, you just got to get to your jokes a lot quicker because they're impatient. <laughs> they didn't really come to see comedy, so you got to hit them with like, quick one-liners. You know, set up punch really quick. You can't really tell stories. Do you can you make um some of the do you make some of the jokes more specific about like uh, the bands they're staying at all? Yeah, or just do more like rock jokes, you know, like jokes about other bands, or you know, if you make fun of hip hop, that always goes over well yeah. <laughs> in front of a Slayer audience. Yeah, I, I suppose. You know, just say just say you know what do you guys think of Kanye, and they can boo for like a minute, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, I killed. Yeah, I'm like perfect. Kill another minute. Question I've always wondered about stand-up, especially getting started, but just in general, would you? is it the kind of thing you would actually, almost not like a band, would you prefer your friends not come and be in the audience? Would it kind of be nerve-wracking, or is it no big deal? Uh, in the beginning it was, definitely, but now I, I don't. I just block it out. I don't care, you know, who's there. <clears throat> I still got to do a show, but yeah, in the beginning it was, it was tough. 
because you get self-conscious, you know, and then you're like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm saying all these things in front of my family. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear, you know, you don't want to hear from your sister. I can't believe you masturbate that much. I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Oh, man, that's a good thing that my mom doesn't listen to this show then. Um, have you ever had an audience member, I assume so, come up to you after a show and try to tell you a joke? Yes. Is that, is, is Plenty that... of time. Well, they don't do it as much anymore, but, you know, in the beginning, yeah, I would always get it, you know, like some old joke or something like that. Like, oh, you can put it in your act. I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> did Did you ever take one? Was one good enough? No, but I'm like, I don't do those kind of jokes. Like, you know, like an Irish guy and an Italian guy walk in a bar, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't do those kind of jokes. Like, no, but just put it in there. I go, no, I don't do that stuff. Those are like joke jokes, you know, from a joke book. No, I, yeah. Uh, I think your humor um, kind of, it touches an awful lot. It at least comes back to uh, a small percentage of people kind of dictating how the world should act. Um, but uh, a lot of observational stuff. I like it. How about this? Do you ever run into people who think you and Don are like roommates? No. Uh, I just know you guys have worked together a lot, and then uh, yeah, no, no, we're, we're good friends, absolutely, yeah. But uh, you know, we do a lot of shows together and stuff, and do this. But no, you know, not a uh, actually live together. But no, we are definitely you know good friends. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, and you guys were on uh, Inside the NFL for a season or two. Where on the spectrum of fan do you fall for sports? Well, the NFL, the NFL, and, and Major League Baseball. I'm a fan of those two sports. Big fans. And I heard you on another podcast to talk to me one that you're a Dolphins fan. What about baseball? Yeah, Giants. Okay, that's kind of random. Yeah. <laughs> do you do uh, Do you do any fantasy stuff or? No, that's not, no, I not at all. I had to stop. Oh, really? it, it made it hard for me to watch my team I, I i i'm i'm a fan if you're a fan you know i'm a big nfl fan i'm like i'm a dolphin fan i'm not going to take the patriots defense on my fantasy team when i'm rooting for them to lose 45 nothing every week right yeah I don't, I don't you know i don't play it's like dungeon the dragon the sports fantasy stuff so I don't, i'm not a i never play that stuff either um, you mind if i get your thoughts on some music news i guess i wouldn't know these aren't all actually news but topical yeah, sure. All right. Um, I, I assume you heard about Glenn Tipton having to drop out because of Parkinson's. Um, I, they just played in Jersey, actually. I don't know if you got to go, but he came out for the encore, I think. Yeah, it was last night. I didn't get a chance to go. Um, my brother was there. He said it was amazing. The place went nuts when he came out. So uh, Yeah, absolutely. So good for him, man. It sucks that he's got that. And, you know, you know, it's just too bad, man. All these guys are slowly, you know. You know, look, he's 70 years old, man, you know, and these guys probably lived a pretty hard life, so. You're right. You know, it's too bad, but um, no, I wish I was there to see that. That would have been amazing. And you are absolutely not a KISS fan, is that accurate? No, I don't hate him. I just never was, like, into him when I was a kid. You know, I missed a boat on them, so, you know, I like some of their stuff. I was never a huge fan. Like, I was more of, like, a Sabbath, ACDC, Priest, Motorhead, Maiden fan than a KISS fan. I actually got into more, like, just more, like, in the 80s, like the MTV days, and they okay. took the makeup off. Uh, have you heard about this Gene Simmons vault thing? Uh, for a couple grand, he'll give you a box of CDs? Yeah, yeah. He was on, I was on a radio show, uh, uh, 
and he was on, and we talked about it. This is when it was before it was coming out and stuff. Hey, look, it's cool. If you if you got the money and you want to do it and you want Gene Simmons to come to your house or you want to sit in the studio with him, look, he's not forcing anybody to do no, it. No, no, I'm I'm all for the, the the concept, believe it or not. Look, if I was when I was a kid to meet Ozzy, and if I had you know like say it was a grand and I had a thousand dollars saved, I would do it in a second. Uh, yeah, fifty grand is what he wants to come to your house. Um, I think it's only two grand if you like fly somewhere and meet him with like you know forty or fifty other people. And he's made some of that stuff kind of cool. Look, if some, if some guy's out there is like multi-multi-millionaire, some hedge fund kid who's got a ton of money, 50 grand, get all of his friends, why not? <laughs> Coke dealer? I don't know how many people are going to pay that, but, you know. A couple have, I know. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I really don't know how many. What are your thoughts on Axel joining ACDC, taking over for Brian Johnson? I saw him. I thought he was amazing. You know, I hate that, I hate that Brian's out of the band, you know. I don't know exactly what went down. I know it was, you know, whatever. But um, he he did an amazing job. I mean, I love Brian too. I saw both both of those guys on that same tour. It's difficult as a fan because you get so used to, you know, you almost get an emotional connection to him. But almost like what's happening with Priest, you know, you, you, these guys get old and and the the job becomes a little bit out of their realm. So I'm not sure what else you do. Yeah, man. It's you know, especially with hearing. You know, I don't know. You know, that's some serious stuff when you're going to go deaf. So you got to be able to live the rest of your life, too. Right. And I, I'm guessing he's got enough money packed away, so he'll be all right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, have you done any of these cruises? I know Don's been on one. I'm uh, just not sure about you. Those theme runs with like a Monsters of Rock or a Kiss cruise or anything like that? Yeah, I did a couple of the last two Monster Rock cruises. They were cool. Yeah. I never did one before. Yeah, you know, we hosted it. We introduced the bands. We interview them on stage. These little Q and A sessions. Then we did them some stand up comedy. So it was cool. I liked it. I've been on them the last two years. I liked it a lot. Do you? Uh, did you like uh, linger around and hang out with people during the week? Or oh yeah, definitely yeah. Everyone's just cool, just having a good time, checking out all the bands. You know, there's like three different stages, so there's always different bands playing. So everyone's running from one stage to another, checking out this band, doing this, doing that. So. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, you like um, how uh, music festivals are are taking kind of a foothold in the United States. Yeah, yeah, I like them. Yeah, you know, I love those festivals. The only thing I don't like about them is the bands don't play their full sets. Yeah. But then again, you get to see a bunch of different bands for you know a great price in one day. Mm-hmm. Do you go to a lot of them? Or yeah, I do. Yeah, Rock in the Range. They have a comedy tent, so I usually do it every year or every other year. So I'm usually at that one, and then. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much about the only one I go to. Is that, uh, are you going to be there this year or not? No, I won't be there this year. I was there last year. Okay. Um, well, something tells me that if there was any news on that metal show, you wouldn't be breaking it on my show, but wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. A lot of people do miss it. Uh, is there any movement on it coming back? No. <laughs> No, it's not, you know, you know, it's like, that's completely out of our hands. It's not like we're holding out and saying, no, we, you know, we sure. were just like, you know, we were just hosts on the show, like actors like on a TV show, right. like an actor, like if any TV show, like an act, like, uh, I don't know what to say, like say Sopranos when Sopranos ended, you couldn't go up to James Caldefini on the street, go, man, you should put get Sopranos on, on Showtime. Is it going to come back? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like. <laughs> 
when you don't own the show, you have no choice in it. You have no say in the matter of whether it's coming back, whether people thought you were good on the show or they liked it. So, you know, that's producers and people that own the show, which is VH1. So that, you know, so th- you know, there's really nothing we could do. We could go, yeah, we'd love to get it on Netflix. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, it, it's got to feel good that so many people care. No, it's amazing. Absolutely. And we had an amazing run. I, w- I wish it was still on. No. You know, um, but look, when you get on a TV show, you know, eventually it's going to get canceled. That's no. almost like when you're a coach in football. You know, when you get the job, one day it's going to end badly and you're going to get fired. But you just enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the truth, man. Um, you know, when you, we know whenever coach, you know, you get a new coach, are you all excited? He's excited. You know, the first couple of years, they, they do amazing. Like, oh, my God, we got a coach for the next 10 years. Then all of a sudden it turns sour and you get fired. Yeah, they win. What do they call that? Winning the press conference? Yeah, exactly. Coming, and it's always the opposite. If you had a coach that was kind of a stoic hard ass, you bring in a rah rah guy and then you replace him with the other and it's just Yeah, exactly. You know, and everyone loves each other, everyone's amazing. You know, all of that shit. This is exactly what the team needs. Not the other guy. Uh yeah. Yeah, you know, um, well, let's talk to your book. Uh, Everybody is awful except you. It's available everywhere. Is this your first book? Yeah. Um, Yep. I'll tell you what. I went to Amazon to check it out, and uh, to me, my experience explains so much about today's society. The hardcover version of it is available for $1 less than the digital copy. Uh, it's like a, you're being punished for wanting a physical product. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, well, you know, I, I, some people, you know, rather have an audio version or, you know, they get a Kindle version. Some people want the actual physical copy, mm-hmm. just like a CD. Some people still buy CDs. Other people like, no, nah, I don't want to buy CDs anymore. I'll buy it digitally. So it's, it's just available in all different formats. So that's mm-hmm. what's good about it. Oh, absolutely. It's just that the uh, the physical book actually had to be physically put together by, I assume, a machine or a person running it, and uh, right. uh, a computer just emails you the other one. So, Or, you know, directly. Know, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Well, tell us about the book. Um, I, I haven't read it because I got I got shamed on Amazon uh, for wanting the, 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 the hard copy, but uh, uh, what's, uh, what, what's the book about? Wait, but it's available as a hard copy. Oh, it is definitely available for one dollar less. That's the one. I just felt like uh, I was like Amazon was guilting me. Um, I'm making a, a really bad joke, but you can use it in one of your shows. You probably should. <laughs> yeah, hold on, let me write that down. <laughs> no, it's just about social media. It's basically, you know, I well, it's a book on rants. Basically, it's based off my podcast. I was just gonna say, so it's kind of an extension of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, and it's about, you know, making fun of social media and every you know, I have actual posts in there, actual posts from social media from people, you know, either to brag and, you know, most people on social media, they brag, look up for attention or sympathy. Those are usually the three. Uh, you, you, you're coming off like a guy who likes to take a lot of selfies. I don't even use that word. To me, that's like the C word for a woman. <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, I'll watch my tongue no. going forward. <laughs> no, but it's like grown men are saying that word. It's like that's for like 17-year-old girls, uh. like in high school. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, you know what I mean? Like It really is. That's like a word that like little girls should use. Selfie. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got guys, you got middle-aged men. 
you know, going, hey, you know, I don't got no one around to take this. Do you want to take one? I'm like, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> don't. Uh, um, well, uh, your podcast, since you brought it up, is uh, Comedy Metal Midgets. You do cover a lot of topics. Uh, one I love is um, Yelp reviews. I, I find Yelp reviewing fascinating, um, and not necessarily in a good way. Uh, you... <laughs> How did you decide to start ripping into that? Because that is kind of the fabric of society right there. I don't know. I just decided, you know, because it's just like, because I, I like to point out on social media, like these people that are self-entitled, like everything doesn't go their way, you know, whatever they're bitching about or whatever like that. It's like, so when it was the Yelp reviews and I see all these like one stars, you know, and he's, you know, it's basically like their, their sense of entitlement is like, hey, I'm going out and I'm spending money at your place. And if I don't have the most amazing time, I'm going to go home and write all about it. <laughs> you know, the funny thing, you can do it on your phone now, but Yelp's been around for a while. So there was actually people who literally went home and fired up the PC and sat down and left a one-star rating. It, I, I just, it's hard to relate to the, the energy it takes to do something like that. I, I know, same with me. I've never written a letter I've, to anyone, to anything about any complaint. I just, I just go, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll go somewhere else. Uh, go to some other restaurant. I mean, some of these people maybe need to work in a restaurant once in a while. I, 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 I have a, a personal um, uh, mantra that I stick to, though. If it wasn't bad enough for me to complain while I was at the restaurant, I'm sure to hell not going to go online and bash the place. Right. Well, my my motto is, you're gonna have a lot another meal in a little while. Hang in there. <laughs> Hang in there. You're not gonna starve. Yeah, you, you didn't like lunch. You have five hours. You got dinner coming. It's gonna be okay. You can even eat early. You want to eat at four hours? You could do that too. Huh. This isn't a meal of a century. Sorry, your steak was a little cold. Go somewhere else. That's like a a, a repeating uh, theme on on metal midgets. That's. Is that the uh, just simulcast on Ozzy's Boneyard then? What? Well, I mean, uh, you 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 do something with Ozzy's Boneyard, right? Is that just the podcast? No, no, that's a different thing. I do a radio show every week on Ozzy's Boneyard. Like, we just play songs, or do you tell jokes, or a combination, or? No songs, just a regular DJ shit, or I play hard rock and metal. What's uh the what what's a record you're listening to a lot right now? Um. What am I listening to? Let me see. Um, oh, the new Judas Priest. You like it? Yep, I love it. Um, Dizzy Reed from Guns of Roses put a solo disc out. I really like that. It's called Rock and Roll and Easy. The new Saxon I've been listening to. Um, and I like Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, they get bashed a lot, but I think they're talented. No reason to bash them. They're kids. It's great for music if you're a rock fan. How do you not like that a band is selling 2,500 tickets in 30 minutes? Right. When's the last time a rock band has done that? If everyone's always bitching about rock music, oh, you can't find it. There's no good bands, and that you know it's great for it's great for, for for music right now for rock music. So if I asked you who's going to be headlining festivals in 10 years, because I'm worried that we're going to run out of talent, maybe a band like that could be someone that could you know climb up a big get big enough. Absolutely. I think they definitely could. I mean, I saw them live uh, like eight months ago and they were amazing. You know, look, they got to write, they got to consistently write good songs. 
Right. But, you know, writing those kind of songs that young, I mean, they wrote them when they were like 15 years old. Yeah. Those songs, that they, those first four that they put out were like two or three years old. They put on another four. They got eight songs out now, and they're working on an album now. But if they, they're consistent, and if they're writing those songs at that age, I could see them doing big things. Yeah, it, it, I, that first EP when it came out, I, it just blew me away, like how, I don't know, just good they were. I mean, yeah, there's a definite Zeppelin, you know, you know, parody going on there, but uh, so what? It was good, you know. It was a, it, it was, a, and then the next four that they put out, the other four songs don't sound as much like Zeppelin, more like seventies kind of, yeah. You know, a rock and stuff like that. So you know, yeah, some songs sounded like Zeppelin, but whatever. I, I don't know. I like them. I'll tell you know. I think it's great for music, and I, I've I've been on board since day one with those guys. Uh, are you a physical product guy, or are you kind of transferred on to streaming or downloading? I transferred on to downloading. Okay. Um, I, I just couldn't, you know, it's just a, too much of a pain in the ass to find the actual disc anymore and all that stuff. And I, I can listen to it on my phone, you know, and stuff like that. So it's a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, I listen that way more than ever. I still try to buy a physical copy. The cool thing is, like, now with a lot of these bands are releasing, like, a vinyl album with a digital download. I, I, I kind of prefer that. Yeah, I just don't like that the album's, you know, to charge you thirty dollars for an album. It doesn't cost thirty bucks for an album. You know what I mean? Come on, you know what I mean? That's why when CDs first came out, you know, albums and cassettes were like, you know, seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Then a CD comes out and it's sixteen ninety five. Like I'm not paying sixteen ninety five. All right, it doesn't cost, you know. And then they, the record companies told the band, you know, put seven more songs on it, so it's sixteen songs. Meanwhile, only eight of them are good. The rest of it was filler. You know, I don't need 80 minutes. I don't need 80 minutes of music. Just give me your best 35, 40. That's all I need. We talk about that a lot. I want a good album. I don't want a, a lot of music. Quality over quantity. Exactly. You don't have to put every song you wrote in those sessions on the record. One's like, ah, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know save I mean? it for 40 years and release it as a vault for $2,000. Exactly. Yeah, put it out years later. Here's some extra tracks. Yeah. They'll sound fresh. You're like, okay, these weren't that bad. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, I'm guessing at this point, um, is it, are you wishing, now that you've heard my voice for about a half hour, uh, that you had hired me to um, uh, do the audio book or your book? But I had nothing to do with it. Or the, rest of the, the book. No, the book company wanted me to do it. They said, look, you should do it. You know, they want really like the author to do the book. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Well, I wanted to mention one thing on a personal note. Um, uh, the guy I host the show with, uh, he, um, him and I were kind of brought together for a love of Danko Jones, who I got into because of a T-shirt you wore on that metal show. I checked out some YouTube videos and bought a record. So you kind of made a heterosexual meeting online between two grown men. No, that's great, man. Danko's so underrated, man. I don't know why he's not bigger in the States, why they don't play his music on the radio. He's got great radio songs, like hard rock songs. Oh, Um, absolutely. He's a great talent, man. He's great. Yeah, uh, we had him on the show, and we asked him about touring the U.S. because he never comes here. Uh, and it doesn't sound too optimistic unless it's a festival. So, Or if Metallica picks him up again, you know. Yeah, it's unfortunate, you know, that um, that band just never got any love. You never know, but they got an amazing catalog of songs. 
Well, I won't keep you too much longer. Thank you for your time, first of all. Uh, your book, Everybody is Awful Except You, is out everywhere right now. As you can tell, I had no trouble finding it on Amazon. Uh, is it in physical stores like Barnes & Noble, too? Yeah. Yeah, it's in stores. It's in Barnes & Noble, any kind of bookstores or, you know, or on Amazon. And uh, you're touring right now. Uh, I saw a handful of dates this month, so... Yeah, all the, you know, just get my website, jimflorentine.com. It's got all the info. There you go. Um, and you, have you ever come to Minnesota? Don's been here a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, I go there like once a year. Uh, do, you, do you know where you typically play at? Or? At the same place that, um, what's the place that he plays at? Uh, 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 you New do, Hope Cinema. New Hope Cinema. New Hope. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jim, thank you so much for your time. Um, and everybody go out and buy the book. And check out the podcast. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's brilliant. It's fun to listen to. Uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, look for Jim Florentine coming your way. All information can be found at jimflorentine.com. If you know how to use a Google and sort of spell Florentine, you'll be fine. Perfect, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, Jim. All right. See you, man. Thanks for having me on. Jim Florentine, and you'll listen to Cobras and Fire and Rock's Not Dead. Wait, what is it again? <laughs> it's hiding, and you found it. It's hiding, and you found it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 